What's up, guys? I want to personally invite you out to Dallas, Texas, February 3rd and 4th for one of our signature Kingdom Business Advancement events. Now, at this event, we're actually going to lay out the exact framework, the blueprint that I've used to start and scale eight separate companies from zero to seven and eight figures within the very first year of each, generating us close to $200 million over the past decade. And so here's the deal, guys. Whether you're looking to actually finally pull the trigger and go from employed to deployed, or maybe you're looking, maybe you've been in business for a minute now, and you're looking for that tribe or that community of like mindsetted kingdom entrepreneurs, then this is an absolute must attend event. This is going to be a game changer for you here in 2023. We're going to have an epic guest lineup. Uh, we have over a billion dollars collectively that has been produced in this room from our speakers alone. Seating's limited on this bad boy. We're going to be in Dallas, Texas again, February 3rd and 4th. Check it out, kingdombusinessadvancement.com or simply text the letters KBA to 727-472-3860. February 3rd and 4th, I'll see you there. Go, 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 go. everybody welcome back to another episode of the king's council podcast my name is riley meek and i have got man we got a treat today for those uh that uh, aren't aware of most of my business relationships and partnerships um I'm, we're gonna dive into a topic of entrepreneurship and really determining if entrepreneurship is actually for everybody Right, some of us are are just okay living this 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 concept or this understanding of of working for the man, being an employee, um, and nothing wrong with that for a season. And I'll explain that in a second. Um, but I really believe entrepreneurship is God given, uh, and I'll I'll back that up with scripture for everybody here. But I thought there is no better person to come on here and wrap through this with me, my business partner, my best friend, Mr. Scott Thomas. What's up, bro? Hey, all right. I do little, <laughs> little cameos from time to time. I know you're holding down. I listen to you. You got it for the most part, but I like I like jumping on every once in a while. Heck yeah, man. This is gonna be this is gonna be epic. For those that, that don't know, too, just a quick background. So Scott lives in Tampa, Florida, sunny Florida. I'm up in Minnesota right now. Uh we occasionally, at least once a month, we're in the same room together, man. Somehow, some way. But um uh we have since 20 well, man, we we met each other. Let's give them a quick, quick little rundown if if we can yeah. of how we met and then uh the just ideas, understanding of different businesses that we've had. Uh, we've done a, quite a bit of business together, uh, and that's really afforded us the ability to do what we do now here with the King's Council, amongst many other things. Um, but man, we go, we take this thing back a good twelve years. Am I right yeah, on that? Yeah. I believe it was either like late October or November, twenty ten. Twenty ten. Yeah. So at that time, I was um, running. I was running the sales and marketing of a sales and marketing company, which is its own kind of <laughs> story. If you ever get a chance to do that, don't. Um, but at that time, you had a business and you were looking for another marketing method. Somehow you stumbled upon us or somehow got to us through great marketing, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, we met at that time and you had a pretty unique scenario going and we just started putting two and two together through... Um, so it was direct mail, it was seminar scenarios. I know a lot of people who listen to you know kind of what we do, but if not, we can show you yeah. on today. Um, 
but yeah, started working that way, more of a kind of a vendor customer relationship for a little while there. Um, but the, really, I, I feel like just hit it right off. We're pretty much kind of the same mindset in um, the way we think and look at things. But then it was actually 2016 um, when I had already left that that company sold and I was part of that transition and, and that sale, went somewhere else, did a project for a time and then reached out 2016. I think we reconnected after a couple of years apart, uh, not doing much of anything. And then that's when we both said, okay, I have this vision and you said i have this vision and we said wow these line up and yeah well, let's just start doing them together and since then and i know you don't usually throw out numbers but i think for today it could be relevant to kind of sure. explain to people you know because when i was little i was like one day i'm gonna own a business i never thought one day i'm gonna own seven <laughs> I, I think there's a concept that there's a roadblock and i know we want to cover that today but there's a mental block of what is it what does own a business even mean what does it look right yeah. So we're, I know we'll get into that, but I think yep. understanding the components and all that that we'll deal with and touch on today is actually what got our vision to connect because we looked at the same the same outcome, right? The same mm-hmm. vision for our life and what we wanted to accomplish, and then that has since then we have taken like a you know a concept, just an idea, like from nothing yep. to you know one year over ten million dollars, a couple of them. In 12 and 14 yeah yeah within year. yeah within the first year of each of those we've done nine figures i mean we're coming up on the 200 million dollar mark together uh which is epic um and and the the reason though i think it's epic is certainly you know money is not everything but it's right up there next to uh oxygen i think zig ziglar says that best and and i've struggled with that concept since uh really and here's the thing too, since we became partners, I think we've changed dramatically. We've grown incredibly, but in the same direction, yes. right? Which I think that's that, that equally yoke concept. And man, I'm just going to throw this out there. We should do a follow-up on this on um, uh, partnerships and and being maybe equally yoked for for those that are in business um, or, you know, not in business also, it. right? Yeah. But yes, considering it for sure. So let's, let's make a note on that. But also- yeah. um, Back to the the money concept, as I've really grown here over the past, man, I'm going to just call it the past few years here of changing my my understanding of looking to Jesus as Savior to, to then Jesus as Lord. And there's uh, there's plenty of, I mean, I would say the majority of, of believers are looking to Jesus as Savior, Savior. right? And, and, and they're doing whatever else they want six days a week. Maybe they're going to church. Maybe they're even not because uh, they have a problem with the church, right? There's there's so much baggage that because we live in the world, right? We live in the, the earth's curse system of like, this is how the world operates. Uh, it, but the beautiful thing is that that when we've committed our, our, our lives uh, to, to lordship and then also um, to really just operating within these kingdom concepts is understanding these kingdom principles of how to make money, right? Because we all have to do it. And I don't, I mean, if you've grown up in this mindset or concept that money is bad, you got to get over it. You, you will, you will live a very miserable life. If you, if you live like that, I'm, I don't have any problem uh, saying that and even backing that up biblically of, of just the freedom that I really believe that, that we have the ability, the authority that we get to walk into yet. We don't, 
we 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 just we we walk around with this woe is me mindset and mentality and just uh, just accepting that well someday I'll get my inheritance someday I'll make it to heaven someday right and I'm telling you that is not any way to live right yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going on a little bit of a, a rabbit hole here but I just I I just so wholeheartedly just want as as entrepreneurs if if you're gonna make this step into whether it's entrepreneurship. Uh, but most importantly, if you're going to do it unto the kingdom and, and God's rule and reign in, in your life, and you're going to partner, like all of us need to be in business in partnership with God, with our creator on this thing. If we want to have a, an unfair advantage to the, the other businesses out there. Now I'm just telling you that there, there are our secret kingdom principles that you can learn and apply into your business by getting into the ultimate business plan and that's the bible and and that's really what we coach on within the king's council but that being said too scott like we've had a large influx of people that have come to us in our um they're they've gotten inspired i want to call it of of understanding things that that you know they're sick of working for the man or they've they've made it through uh the the you know turmoil over the last few years Right. And, and they, they're, they want to, they want freedom. Right. I think most of us, and, and when you said, I can't wait to own a business one day, like when you were younger, the idea of that was freedom. Right. Yep. Is that, I mean, it, for me, like oh. I wanted to get rich. Like oh. I didn't know what that meant, but that's what I wanted. So, yeah, what, what was it like I, for you? It, yeah, it's true. And I think part of it too, is sometimes the freedom of some people's freedom. I don't want to be told what to do. Right. That could be just a basic instinct. I'm like, sure. as a human, I want to be free. Right. I don't want to be bound or controlled or constrained or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's that half. But I also think there's a once you understand, you can say money is this and money is that. But the reality is everything good in your life has either been enhanced by money or provided by money or delivered to you because of money. Like at some point, it is leaving it as the currency of exchange. At some point, we have to exchange. We need food. We need shelter. We need transportation. We need other things. It all comes down to money. The reality comes down to money. Yes. I think the problem is misunderstanding the Bible verse that's saying money is evil. The root of all evil is the big one. And then the other one is I truly believe it's human nature to say, if I didn't figure it out or I don't have it, I'd rather just tell people it's okay. I don't want to be one of those people. Right. And it's kind of my excuse for not succeeding, if that's succeed is the right word, you know, not having a lot. I can say, I don't want to be that kind of person. And, okay. Like, I don't want to be an NFL quarterback because I'm not good at it. Sure. I didn't time. So there's the excuse version. And then there's the other, I don't need it and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I do think our, our nature is um, free will. Free, we want to be able to come and go and do what we want. And we want to be able to help people and do and give and all the other stuff that as uh, being an image of the creator, like we want to be in his image too, right? We still want to go help people. We want to provide for people. We want to um, give, we want to all that, you know, make other people happy, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. I think what happens is you can see if I work a job, it's probably only providing for me. If I own a company, I'm probably providing for more people. And I think most people get to the root of that, mm. that a job provides for me, but a company provides for more than me. Yep. I think there's something valuable there. And that's why I think you long for it. But yeah, I'm, doing, I'm with you. When I was young, I'm, like, I'm not going to have fancy stuff if I don't get a lot of money because I like cool things. I like fancy cars and watches and shoes. Sure. That's all neat. And you can have that drive. That's okay. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's, here's the thing before we really even dive into to entrepreneurship, even it's like this mindset of money. This is the only thing, the only thing that the enemy can use against us is, is doubt and, and infiltrating our mind. The enemy cannot block your blessing, but he can block your mindset. And, and that's literally what happened from the beginning of time uh, with in the garden. And it wasn't, I mean, it was literally him planting a seed of doubt and then Adam and Eve taking, allowing that seed to take root. And that's what happened. It's like, did God really say? They actually used what God said, but they added tone and, and, and a question at the end of it. And then immediately then, Adam and they 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 basically gave the authority the kingdom authority that God had created they gave it to the enemy right and 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 now Genesis 3 happened it's by the by the work of our brow we will sweat we will toil a lot of people think it's like well God then cursed all of that no 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 man did we did it God created everything that that he created and he cannot lie so I I look at scripture and and I'm reading this all the way from the Old Testament into the New Testament and thank God God, he sent Jesus back to redeem us from, from what ultimately was his, his intent from the beginning. And that was Jesus coming on the scene and saying, the kingdom of heaven is here, yeah. right? It's like, what? The kingdom of heaven is here today and now? I get to actually live with authority today and now? It's like, absolutely. But there's, there's keys to the kingdom. Scripture tells us that there's secrets, secret wisdoms that are revealed to those. And this is why Jesus spoke in parables uh, multiple times. And, and it's not to necessarily hide it from from uh, from believers, but it's 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 so that it can be revealed to those that are going to operate with the, these kingdom operating understandings and mentalities. And this is where, man, I've been freaking rocked over the past few years when I've, I've committed back to just this, this lordship and understanding that like, wow, this, there's an, an, a true instructional manual. And, and, and also I, I wanted to just really understand first off is success in the Bible. It absolutely is Joshua one, eight, right? So if you're, if you're an employee right now, the goal that I want to get out of this thing, I don't know how long we're going to go on this man, but um, the goal that I want you guys to, to, that I personally have, and I know you do as well, Scott, is I want to open your thought, open your mindset here to why we do what we do. Let's, let's just think about that because from an early age, I, I, I took an hourly wage job, worked eight hours. And I thought, there's no chance I'm doing that again. And it wasn't anything against the pizza joint, the humdinger gas station that I worked at and nothing against them, but it was, I, I didn't, what I got mad about was myself putting, allowing somebody else to put a value on my time, that $5 and 15 cents an hour. So if you're an employee right now, I'm just going to hit you in the face with this here that you are allowing somebody else to value who you are. That's it. They, they've put a value on, on what you provide to them. And if you don't want to do it, they'll find somebody else to do it. Right. So, but here's the thing to put a bow on this from a money concept, scripture tells us we cannot serve both God and money. And this is where we get all jacked up. And the only way that I know to, to like answer this question of who am I serving in this under this situation here is to ask myself who or what is dictating the decision. And for those employees, right? Or the, of the mindset. Okay. I'm just going to say of an employee mindset, 
they're thinking if, if maybe you even heard this, or if you're an entrepreneur, you've heard this, that well, entrepreneurs are greedy. They're money hungry. That's just all they care about. Uh, and, and I, you know, I just want to do a, you know, go work my eight hours a day. Uh, and then, you know, make my living work for 40 hours or excuse me, 40 years, retire and die. Okay. So first off, none of that is laid out in scripture. Okay, if you believe the word of God, and I look at this thing as like a, a roadmap or a blueprint to understand how to actually operate and do life, none of that retirement is not in the Bible. Even the concept of being an employee, the closest thing, if you look throughout scripture, there's masters, there's there's uh, slaves, there's servants. It's going to be the closest thing to an employee, and then there's laborers. And let me just break this down. We know what slaves are, right? Nobody wants to be a slave. They're owned by the masters. Right. And, and then servants, if you look at understanding what a servant is in the Bible, they were essentially uh, they worked for a, a specific set amount of time. They were basically owned still by the master. And if they served long enough, this is the crazy thing. If they served long enough, they would actually get like an earring. Uh, they would get a um, like a stamp, essentially, where where they would now actually have ownership right of of the master they would be they would they would actually partake in in the estate essentially that they're they're a part of which to me i i look at that just culturally what we see now and that's real similar to like having tenure or having pension uh where you're still just like you're bought into this concept that somebody else is still owning you and if i'm if i'm wondering if i can't serve both god and money or some, some scriptures, uh, depending upon the translation, will tell us it's mammon, and that's the spirit, the power of money in our life. Who do you think you're serving when you're leaving those that you supposedly love and work for eight hours a day to go make money to come back then? And some of us working 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week, who do you think you're serving in that concept? I, I could go on and on with this. I would actually love to get feedback on this uh, on, on, on anybody that, that is listening to this and, and, and wants to talk more about this. I'm going to encourage you to hit us up in the, in the DMS on this because yeah. I'm, I, I love to really dive into this year of those that are of that mindset and why I believe entrepreneurship is God given is because this employee concept, right? Scott, this is like from the industrial revolution. It's employment is a man-made concept that started in the, man, the late 1800s. And they, the, the, the Henry Ford and the assembly line were some of the pioneers in this thing of needing to create people that will work for the, the lowest amount possible for a specific amount of time. And, and lo and behold, then what, what did they do? They, they knew they had to, and we see this even in culture now, they had to start, start them young, right? Yeah. They had to start indoctrinating. And, and I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole a whole lot, but if you look at the traditional school system today, all the traditional school system is, is designed to do, are they teaching our kiddos something? Sure but I really believe we should be doing that on our own uh, if we have that ability to do so instead of sending them off to let somebody else do it. Um, but they're teaching them how to show up on time, how to uh, get a 15 minute recess break, right? Your water break, how to take a lunch break, how to do another break in the afternoon, and then ultimately go home at the end of the day. Do what you're told, right? 
And I think a lot of people, here's the thing. A lot of people say, well, I just want to get a good job, right? Like my goal in life is to get a good job so I can provide for my family. Like, okay, but you're saying like, I want to do that thing. I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like a sense of uh, um, accomplishment because I'm doing what I'm supposed to. I'm like, okay, let's go back up one more question. Who told you that's what you're supposed to do? Yeah, it's good. Right? Because who's telling you you're supposed to? If it's your parents, who told your parents that's what you're supposed to do? Because like you said, if you back up even the whole way, where were schools funded by? The railroad, Rockefeller. Yeah, like, go yeah. back to steel and railroad. Ooh, I love getting into this, man. But <laughs> here, listen, and people nowadays, you're also, you know, you're two generations, three generations removed from that one room schoolhouse in a town where the quote smartest or most responsible people in town would share the time. Yes, there was teachers, but a doctor would come in and the banker would come in. A blacksmith would even come in and show the kids. I don't care if you're seven or 14. Hey, let me show you how this works. Hey, if you need to make something for your horse, I'll show you how to work leather. Hey, I'll show you how to till a field. And once you grow crops, I'm going to show you how you can trade it to somebody else. You're actually, you're teaching them how to be productive, which let's really break this down. Are you supposed to work or are we supposed to be productive? We're not supposed to work, meaning job. That's not, that's not the Bible. Be productive is all over the Bible. Go forth, multiply, like be fruitful. Do, you know, bring your, your wares to the market, all that stuff, right? there, all the talents, all those things. I gave you talents and skills, go, go use them. Being productive is what we're supposed to do. Get a good job and do what we're told and go. That, that's nowhere. That's not anywhere in the world. So yeah. I think that's what happens. People go, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. I'm like, right, because there's a track of at least a couple of generations of supposed to, supposed to, supposed to. Now you can think of part of what it is. So again, let's go back. You're not, you're not wrong. You're just in a season of understanding that. And once you understand if we go back to the one room schoolhouses and if towns and communities took care of themselves, when people were homeless or sick or needed something, they would go to the church and the church would help them take care of them. And they would need to learn something. They would go to the school and smart people would come teach them stuff. Mm -hmm. Once businesses started getting involved in funding schooling, they go, Hey, I got an idea. Why don't we have them start and let's ring a bell. And when we want them to take a break, we'll ring a bell, go to eat, come back from lunch, go to the next class, go to the next class, do what you're told, learn a skill under a framework in which I tell you. What they've done is they've generated a good employee who does what they're supposed to. So you probably heard me say this before. I say bad kids make good adults nowadays because being rebellious, not listening to somebody else's limiting beliefs, like thinking critically for yourself, not following this path, going and being creative and trying to solve problems, that makes a better adult. Yeah. What happens is good little kids make good little employees as adults. So, yeah. you know, we're kind of getting a little bit off, but I think if you understand the origin of it, if people have this feeling, I'm like, I'm supposed to just be an accountant. I'm supposed to just learn a skill, go to school, learn a skill, go get a job and provide for my family. I'm doing the right thing, right? Okay, fair, in the limit that you keep that limit on a worldview only. Once yes. you take that worldview off of it, it's no longer a fair thought. It's not even reasonable. You wouldn't leave your family and the ones you love for 40 hours a week to go provide or be a, um, uh, not a slave to, but you, know, you can't serve God. And what happens when your boss tells you something that God wouldn't have told you to do? Now who are you going to answer to? Right. So the dilemma comes. When the all your eggs is in one basket, you got to take the vaccine, yeah, right? You yeah, got to do this. You got to do that. 
Right. So mm-hmm. Christians had a dilemma at that point. Well, why? Well, because they put themselves into a box. They yep. trapped themselves under this mindset that my money is provided by an employer. Again, it's great yes. for a season or a stepping stone or a learning something so that you can go do something later. Again, not all employment is a horrible thing. Understand that. But it's not your ultimate destiny to be an employee your entire life. Correct. Some people look back and say, I wish I would have done X, Y, and Z. So yes. part of what I think Good. it is, well, let, me go, let me go back to the Garden of Eden real quick, because this is, this is pretty important, I think, too. Understand, the enemy didn't say, God didn't say that. Mm-hmm. He just said, what he did, he provided you enough doubt that you will give up, or you will quit, or you won't stand and believe it, right? It's what happens today when we talk to so many people, when they say, I want to start a business, they have some little doubt in them, and it's enough to stop them, whether it's fear or doubt or inadequacy or imposter syndrome or all the other things that it can manifest. It's a version of, uh, no one ever told you, don't go start a business. There is nowhere, anywhere, that someone's saying, don't be an entrepreneur. If your parents said that, they might have said, hey, this is the safer route because I care for you. I'd I'd rather you pick the safer route, possibly. But understand, it wasn't a direct- Which is so ridiculous in the first place, but go ahead. But but you see what I'm saying? So it wasn't someone said, he didn't say God didn't say that. He said, did you hear that right? You know what I mean? Right. Understand society and all the people around you who are all doing what they're supposed to in the worldview of what I'm supposed to, when you say, I want to go do what I believe I'm, I, I, I believe is right, I'm going to go own a business and I'm going to provide, I'm going to bring my talents to the marketplace because that's what my Bible says. They go, are you sure it says? Doesn't it say something about money's bad? Doesn't it? Uh, right? yep. How many people have quoted scripture to you that I'm pretty sure have not even read the scripture? Right? Oh, like, oh, yeah. how, many, how many TikTok theologians are there out there that are just firing off the little seeds of doubt? Sure. Right? So again, go back to the result, dude. If money was a root of all evil, the devil would be providing it to you in abundance. Christians be loaded, man, right? Loaded, right? (laughs) So I think this frames it up well to say, how did we get here? How we got here is we allowed the world to drift us a little bit. And I love this. Josh Fierstein does a great, uh, when he was preaching about when you're stepping out into water. Right. Mm. So when I walk out into water, I am ankles deep. I'm only ankles in the water and the rest of my body in in the world. Right. But as I step further and further, at some point, once the water gets to about here, the water starts moving me around because I'm more in the water than I am out on gravity. Correct. So the deeper I get into the water, the more the water can move me because I'm more in the water than I am the gravity that's holding me against the ground, correct? Well, mm-hmm. what do you think happens if I'm more 12 of my first 18 years or in a school, I'm this deep into this water that's moving me. So we're more in the world, we're more in the employee mindset than we are in the biblical mindset. Because if you're only going Sunday morning and you got all week at a school that's, quote, indoctrinating you, intentionally or unintentionally, it doesn't even matter at this point. We don't even have to pick that side. But yeah. it's what's happening. So when it's doing that, you are more in the world than you are in the Word. Yeah. So that water is moving you in whatever direction it wants, not what's best for you. 
So if you think about that, with you, it's up to you to get out of that one. And that's where I think if you go, okay, get around people who get this, get around people who understand it. And if you change that work, change work, working or a job and turn it to productive, right? Because I'm, I'm joking, you talked about this earlier, like I didn't think when I was younger, I'm like, one day I want to own a company. I didn't have any concept that I'm going to own seven, right? I didn't think anything like that. But I also don't wake up every day and go, okay, I have to work for company one for one hour. And then I go work for company two for 15 minutes. And I have to go do work. I don't. I look at it all as there's needs and I need to be productive today. So I'm going to go be as productive as I can and help solve problems, which is really the root of every business. There's a problem or an issue, a challenge, and you solve that challenge. So I can be productive all the time. And then if you look at the word being productive, there's no reason to retire. There's no reason to stop being productive. One day you'll just stop being productive and sit on a beach. That's the dumbest thing ever. It just doesn't make sense. You'll Man. be productive in a different way. Absolutely. Seasons can make sense. And if you're an employee right now, I don't want this shouldn't be a browbeating scenario. You shouldn't don't take this as a you're you're you know you're you're silly or you're crazy or you're doing something wrong. Understand you might be more in the world mindset because of proximity and your environment. But if you start to really unwind it, it's really not what we're supposed to be doing. So if you're not, then the best thing from there is don't keep doing it for too long. Yes. That's good. And, and, and here's the deal. If, if you are, man, I just some recent people that we started to work with that are older, they've lit, they've worked. Uh, I'm thinking John Clark, for example, amazing dude, John Clark. If you listen to this man, love you, dude. He's worked the same job for 39 years and, and he's finally had this, this, or it, it's maybe fed up enough where he's like, I'm going to start my own thing. And uh, it's, it's incredible. Like there's, there's not a, so no matter where you are at in life, there's, it's never too late to, to step into this role, but here's the deal. When you do that, as you mentioned, typically those that are around you, your closest friends and family, they're, they're thinking they're helping and protecting you by usually not encouraging you to do this, right? They're like, why would you do that? You don't be careful. You don't want to take that risk. Do what's safe. And at the end of the day, it's they're not they're not trying to cause you harm, but no. they don't know what they don't know either, right? If you've been living in this same mentality that this is just well, what I'm supposed to do, but why? And, and you don't accept if you just if you just go through life and you just accept that without auditing our thoughts, like. I think this is something that we are just we need to just start doing more. It's like, why do I do the things that I do? And then yeah. bouncing that off all of our thoughts, our beliefs, everything that we've been taught and told, because who we are today is is 100% built on the thoughts, beliefs, and, and the influences in our life up until this point. Yeah. And, There's, and, a belief. There's a belief behind your thought. Like, if I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to, where's that coming from? And sometimes yes. that's your environment. If everyone's doing it, then it must be what everyone's doing. And then like my mom yes. used to always say, hey, if everyone jumps off a cliff, you're going to jump off with them? Like, well, well maybe, right? By mm -hmm. nature, humans are pack animals. We do what the pack kind of does. So the best way to move a pack is get them all to do what you want. Well, guess what? Now whose pack are you? Are you the world's pack? Are you not? Like, you know what I mean? So that, there's a little of that too. 
But yes. what's the belief? Like you said, what's the belief under the thought? You have a thought, but there's something under it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so it, the point of this is that when you start to make this transition, or if, if you're of the employee mindset, encourage you to go back and listen to every one of these podcasts uh, and and help, especially if you are a, a believer, you're a follower of Christ. Um, even, even with that, like there's a mindset. This is... Scripture tells us we need to be continually renewed uh, it, every single day. This is a process that needs to happen. And and when we look at the Bible, not just as like a history book, but as a a model, uh, an operating manual of how to do life, I'm, I'm bouncing everything that I do off of that of like, is there a biblical framework on how to do that? Is there a biblical framework on how to how to create wealth to, to create money? While culturally, it might look different today than it did back then characteristically the characteristics those are the things that never change right the the character god's character of who we're called to be that never changes right and and if we can understand that and 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 understand also that god doesn't lie right if if it, there's uh throughout scripture if what he said in the old testament and what he said in the new testament uh, if 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 some of them seem like contradictory, we have to really take a look at this thing and go, okay, how does how does this actually fulfill this, right? From the Old Testament to the New Testament. First off, how did Jesus fulfill all Old Testament law, right? And 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 now then, how do I look at this to op to operate with that kingdom framework or that authority that that we actually have? So that all being said, this will be a process. I, I I hope this is a trigger one where it's like. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. If not, continually get into these type of concepts and understandings to be transformed by by renewing your mind. But then also, there's the there's the epiphany of like, okay, I can do this. And then there's actually, what the heck do I do? <laughs> right. So let, let's dive into this a little bit, Scott, because man, I. I I think a lot of people complicate the heck out of this thing and they're, they're immediately are like thinking of, you know, a, a fortune 100 company or a, a huge entity. And, and guys that it's, there's, there are, first off, entrepreneurship is God given. Let's, let's all agree upon that. Okay. Entrepreneur just simply means you undertake, right. You're that you're willing to undertake whatever it is, the task at hand and, and entrepreneurs are for everybody. I don't care your race. I don't care entrepreneurship, excuse me, your race, your religion, your, your, uh, sex, uh, your pronoun, your <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> a whole nother topic. Uh, but, um, it, it's for everybody, dude, there's people in prison an eight by eight cell that are entrepreneurs, right? If they can do it with all those limitations, you better believe you can do it, especially if you live in America. Good. Golly, if you live in America, you have everything going for you, even from the worldly standpoint, especially from the worldly standpoint. But then also, if you're a kingdom entrepreneur living in America, whoa, look out. look out. Yes. It is well, and entrepreneurship actually resides in your head. Let's be clear. It resides in the way you think and how you picture things. And you're right. You say most people complicate because as we're talking to people, I want to start a business, but I don't know about like how to own the building and like I don't I don't know how to sign a lease like I don't I don't know a sign company like I don't know where to buy furniture like wait 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 what? now you can go to a mall or a business or a car dealership and you can go see a business that has a lot of stuff but let's get to the core of it I want you to think of every business 
as a really, really glorified lemonade stand. Every business is literally a lemonade stand. Like, okay, this guy might be thirsty. I took lemons. I figured out how to put it into this pitcher. I got lemonade. I now have something that will quench someone's thirst. There, you have a business. You have everything you need. How much do you sell per cup? I don't know. Work it out. Figure it out. How much would he pay? Like, that is business to the core. A lemonade stand is just as good of a business as a party. Yeah. Finding a need. That's right. You find a need and solve it. That's it. Well, here's the good news. There's needs everywhere. Everyone solves lots of problems. But the reality is, think about solving a problem, like just eating, right? There's grocery stores. There's restaurants. There's caterers. There's personal chefs. Do you know how many levels there are to just the eating food business? There's a bazillion ways to solve this problem. Yeah. But then go back to the other. What about shelter? Well, you can rent a house and have an apartment. There's hospitality. There's building homes. There's building apartments. There's yurts. I mean, come on. So everything, every time there's a problem, it's not always completely solved. And even when it is kind of what you believe, oh, that industry is bloody red and there's a million of them already. Everyone's already doing it. I can guarantee you there's somebody who's using one of them who's already sick of it. And they want something different. So if you think about it, how preposterous would this be? If that was true, there wouldn't be somebody right now building a 5,000-room hotel in Vegas. Right. Right? There's no such thing as saturation or overdone. If you can find a way to solve a problem better or just make it easier for the person to solve their own problem, look, taxis existed before Uber. The Mm -hmm. problem was solved, right? Solved. What if there's an easier way? What if there's a better way? What if there's another way? Just start looking at things like that. There's problems everywhere. And then you can start in your own community. Who are the people around you? What are they complaining about most? Is there a way you can figure out how to solve that problem? Solve it. Or find out that the people in your community, let's make something up. There's three carpet companies and they all stink. They're all really bad. Okay, we'll open one and be better. So there's always a problem to solve. There's always an issue and there's always things that you can make better. I think what happens is people think, for me to start a business, I have to invent something or I have to be the next Uber. I'm like the Uber of uh, toothbrushes or like crazy yep. people. Like, I'm the Google of this or you got to be Bitcoin. Like it's actually, it's way less complicated than that. Think, make a better lemonade today. Or just Good. open one and treat people with it. Like yep. it's really, the differentiator doesn't have to be monumental. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. So, so a couple of things that I want to uh, kind of even just along these lines, like solve a problem, right? And and we could come up with a number of, of problems. Uh, I mean, and, and first off, when you're doing this though, your first business, I can almost guarantee is not going to be your last business and, and accept that, right? Sometimes, man, I recently had a conversation with somebody that they just want to start a restaurant. They love the idea of owning a restaurant first thing it would be never a not a business that i would ever do in my whole life um yeah hit me up if you want to know why uh but i just would not do it uh but for some people that's just what they want to do that and amazing great for them now unless they've got probably a million dollars ready to go you're not gonna start a business you're not gonna start a restaurant right like but you could maybe start a freaking hot dog stand Right. That turns into a food truck that turns into uh, uh, 
sandwich shop that turns into an Applebee's that turns into a four-star Michelin restaurant, right? Like it, it, you just got to start somewhere and you got to start with what you have. My, my first, you know, I've, I started many, many things since the age of 15, I sold nutritional supplements. I did fitness training. I sold siding and windows and, and, uh, business appraisals. So yeah, dude, but, dude, I, I didn't even own a business, but I sold these valuations on how to like, how to figure out what your business is worth. Uh, and then I, I bought a brick and mortar, my first anytime fitness gym. I thought this is it, man. I'm because my still mindset, even at that time, I was 23 is all, but I'd made enough money where I wanted to be in the fitness industry. I, I'd, I'd loved it. That was, it was a passion of mine and I never worked so hard in my life and made so little, uh, where a few months into that, I was like, this is not for me. Uh, it, but however I had signed, I I'd assumed a seven year lease, $9,000 a month. Uh, and dude, it took me, I had to have 600 members just to break even on this thing. And I was, I was a new type of slave. Uh, and I, I was, it was a business model that I, I quickly, I would not change it for the world, but I learned yeah. what I didn't want to do. Uh, and then it was on to the next thing. And the next thing, uh, one that failed miserably in Mexico in coming back here, then at the age of 24, 673 bucks in my bank account. And the point of this guys is that it doesn't take a lot of money to start. It doesn't. If you're thinking that I got to go get a loan, I'm going to encourage you not to do that. I, I, I would absolutely encourage you to go make your customers pay for your business startup. Okay. And, and that's, that's what I did. I, I thank God I did have a credit card. I put some marketing dollars on that. And then that six months later, we've done 2.1 million. I turned $673 into 2.1 million through systems and, and processes uh, that allowed me then to, to really grow and scale. So it's, you just got to pick something. And if you don't have a lot of money, you don't need a lot of money, right? Let's simplify this thing. Let's let's boil this thing down to what do I have? And no different than the, the five loaves and two fish, guys. I, I think, again, back to biblical concepts, it was what do we have? We have a boatload of people here, right? With, you know, men, women, and children, there's upwards of 15,000 people that needed to be fed. And they're like, what do we got? What do we have? The little boy's like, well, we got five loaves and two fish, right? And 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 Jesus is like, okay, uh, we we can make this work, right? Yes. And and first off, I even want to take this: the mindset of Philip, I believe it was, is immediately he went to said, what do we have? Or first, it was how many people we got to feed. He looks out and he's like, that's eight months' wages. Note that, guys. His mindset immediately went to what he had to toil what he had to work, what he had to stress to get in order to, to provide for all these people, right? But Jesus said, what do we have? Got five loaves, two fish. Key component in this, guys, is that he then, he gave them to Jesus, he blessed them. He, he gave them to a kingdom principle here, a change of jurisdiction here of, of worldly system, understanding of like where we're operating, gave it to Jesus, blessed it, and Jesus multiplied it. Guys, and then and if you've read this, you know that there was 12 baskets left over, right? And I don't believe that's even for a, a, a coincidence that there's 12 disciples in that are carrying these empty baskets. Got to be going like, what the dirt just happened here? And they're still just like, I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine 
so amazing. They just the, the the concepts that that we we think are cool stories, or we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, get to the op, the nuts and bolts of this thing. What actually took place at that time? What do we have? Okay, so some of you right now, what do you have? What's your skill set? What is your is it? Uh, and we have tools and, and things that, that can help you identify this stuff of like, what is it? I don't know what I'm good at, right? First off, ask your friends and family. Yeah, well, and think about how I started, right? So I remember when I was in school, I'll do it quick, but when I was in school, like, I definitely don't want to go to home school. Uh, first of all, I, I'm not a good student, a D student. Those were the good classes and some of them weren't even decorative. But what I realized is that I could draw, like I could, I could do art and it was just a talent that I didn't even realize as naive as I was when I was in middle school, high school. I thought everyone had two parents and everyone had, you know, like everyone can run, everyone can throw a ball, everyone can draw, everyone can walk, like so what? Yep. Then I realized, hold on, I can actually do something other people can't do, which becomes the definition of a talent. Like you can do something that others can't. Okay, now I have this thing, what do I do with it? So I started asking people, can you make money doing art? Then I understood, oh, there is marketing artists who do art to get paid, like commercial artists. I'm like, okay, forget the starving. I'm not going to sit on the sidewalk painting. So let me go make money with the only thing I had was I, I had this skill thing that I could do. And then I started selling logos. And I mean, I had all kinds of stuff early on with that single talent. Well, guess what happened? Now, looking back, I didn't realize it when I was in it. But now looking back, God's like, you took one talent, you multiplied it, I gave you more opportunity, I gave you more capacity, and then I grew up, then I opened an ad agency, and then I got a big job at a, at a really, really big company, and then all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, hold on, I'm getting more and more because I took my talent, and I used it. When you start using it, God starts to add capacity to you, and I look back, and I'm like, I don't even think it was luck, and I surely wouldn't give myself credit, because I don't think I did a bunch of things right. But it was the principle of take what you got and go start using. Yeah. And then now, more and more and more, like you say, go back. Like, I have no passion for some of the products that we sell specifically, other yeah. than I know that the people that we provided for, it's a help to them in a time of need for a specific thing. And we do a good job at getting it to them. But that's it, dude. All of our businesses are pretty fancy lemonade stands. Let's be clear. Yeah. We have a walk in tub company and a stem cell health company and a solar company right like we have a we have a mechanism of putting it out in front of people and say here's something you might need here's our stand how can i get this to you and help you it's pretty much eliminates it let's be honest with you it's not some big complex thing yep so it's not really that hard so i think a lot of like you said is when you're thinking okay where do i even start one is let's take inventory take stock of what you have and sometimes you may want to ask others to tell you what they think you have. Because some people don't give themselves credit for being, you may be a great baker. You may be really good at mowing your lawn. Like, I, great. I heard this concept a long, long time ago. Somebody said this and it's been true ever since. Anything in your business life you don't want to do, there is somebody right now, that's all they do. That's their business. Like, yeah. I don't want to do accounting. We have an accountant. Literally, I've never been in the same room with them. We see them on Zoom every once in a while. Right. They love doing it. I hate doing it. We pay them to do it. It's great. It's a good business for them. And I don't have to do it. And I love the idea. Like some people, I don't want to mow the lawn. I don't want to paint my buildings. I don't want to do like handyman. There's a guy right now is like, that's all I want to do. I just want to fix stuff, paint stuff. There's guys like, I just want to mow. Like it's perfect if everyone just starts using either their talent, their gift, or their energy and their effort 
this is how it's supposed to be. Not a bunch of robots who are going through this system that burns and turns out a bunch of employees who hate their job and have a case yep. of the Mondays and, you know, drink on Fridays and Saturdays. That's what they hate their right. Job. Yeah. yeah, that's that's good. That's good. So it's, it's, it, what do you have? Right. And and then uh, uh, the, the crazy thing, though, is just because you're good at something or you have a, a talent with something, it doesn't mean that someone's going to give you money for it. Yeah. OK, so uh, you could get out. You could be a, a have a great hobby. Right. Like Scott, for example, you could have taken that talent of drawing and you could be an incredible drawer like you've doodled on my whiteboard i still have stuff upstairs in our kitchen i'm like that i'm never racing that thing like great hobby i didn't pay you for that right so then how do we so this is largely what business is right we, we kind of said it's like what do you have it doesn't have to be something crazy brand new most of it is like let's t- let's take something that's already probably even in existent because unless you're like an inventor there's plenty of opportunities out there still. And maybe we got package it or we bundle it with something else and we deliver it differently because people don't buy what they need. They buy what they want. We know, we know this, right? This is why I believe, man, this is why I believe even spreading the gospel is Unfortunately, it, it's not very effective here in America <laughs> for a couple of reasons. People don't buy what they need. Everybody needs Jesus. Like if you want eternal life, they need it, but they don't understand why they should want it because it's, it's, it doesn't understand. They've been, they've been fooled, right? That their mindsets have been, have been, they've been blinded. Okay. By the enemy, right? Whole nother topic. But, but if as believers, we had what they wanted. Holy cats. Right. And this is why it, it, when I grew up thinking all Christians were broke, broken and defeated and victims. And like, I was like, that sucks. I don't want that. Why would I want any of that? There's no freedom in that. Yeah. Right. So understanding though, like when, when you come up with just what, it, what do you, what do you have? Whatever that gifting talent, I'm doing this with Ellie right now. You know, this Scott, like mm-hmm. she wants to do body scrubs cause she's a girl, right? A 10 year old. And she just is, thinks that everybody loves body scrubs. Right. So I, I'm, this is like heaven on earth to me of just like helping her build this thing out, but we're, we're creating the label and the packaging and things like that. Just very basic things. But putting herself in a position of, okay, I know they can go to Target and buy body scrub, right? Why would they buy it from me? And what what could I do that would make them want to get it from me? Because if you build it, if you guys have heard me at all, I know you've heard me talk about this. If you build it, they do not come. That movie is a flat out freaking lie. And and they they don't come. You have to have a continual flow. If there's anything you need to get good at in business, okay, in, in anything in life. It's, it's getting good at communication and ultimately it's client, new client acquisition, right? Or customer, right? Or patients or whatever business it is that you're in. You got to get, you got to be good at, at splitting the room and, and getting people to make decisions, whether it's yes or no. If you get good at that, you can sell anything. And as you mentioned, all the different companies and, and products that, that we have, none of them, I mean, they're great. Morally and ethically, we want to make sure we're providing the best value and, and providing the best service that we can possibly provide. But at the end of the day, it's not like we're doing that. We're, we're just helping people make a decision, a wise decision to ultimately buy our products and services. So 
if you once you determine what it is, now let's figure out how do we get people to, to want it. Yeah. So even in Ellie's case, right? So let's not get hung up on the passion because I know so many people. Oh, if you work your passion, you'll never work a day in your life. Okay. Let's let's forget that for a second. Let's start with something you have an interest in, right? Sure. Ellie has an interest in you know self care and makeup and things like like she's a girl. Those are things that that are she has interest in. It's like okay, let's start with something that you'll at least be interested enough to stick with. Right? Doesn't have to be a passion. Like, I want to make sure no one has flaky skin for the rest of their life. Okay, that's a little much, right? But I think if you go, okay, I'm interested in this. Like, if you're interested in cars or if you're interested in plants or animals or whatever, find something that you have an interest, a version of an interest, something that you're pretty good at, bring that to it. And the reality is, if it's yours and you're building it and you're helping people, I'm telling you, your passion is going to come with it. Your passion will will just show up. So the, the interest will, what it will do is it'll, it'll at least overcome your, your attention span, if you will, right? Yeah, so absolutely. what's interesting about each of our products is if we do, if we just were going to globally break it down, we could say our brand is either let's do things that help people, help the planet or help, you know, yep. sick people or injured people or whatever. Like, so we're trying right. to help either repair or help the planet or people. Okay? Right. Everything really fits under that. But the mechanical things that they have in common are way more valuable. The way we market, they're all the same. The way we provide them, they're all the same. So the synergies that come from that is the mechanism, not even the brand, not even that they're helping people, right? So let's get into maybe a little bit, and I know we'll probably go further and we can discuss how we can teach people because we've taken a lot of people from employed to deployed. And there's some mechanics. Look, the reality is you're in America, there can be laws, there's rules, there's things you have to do. There is going to be some things to open a business. You got to open a business, right? And there's some stuff that people don't understand. Like to open a business, you don't have to have like a building and a location and this and that, like all those things that some people have like a fear of, I don't have enough money to go get furniture. I don't have enough money to hire people. I don't have enough money to do this, or I don't have enough. Again, go back to the lemonade stand. You can have a lemonade stand in your driveway. That's fine. If you want it to be a business, you got to register it, right? So there will be some mechanical steps. We want to get into that or just we kind of because that's the thing that I think people get bogged down in and they, 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 they're doing activity versus productivity, exactly. right? It's like they want to, they want the, their desk to be super organized and it's great. But at the end of the day, you're going to be very broke sleeping under a bridge real quick. If you don't do activity Correct. producing revenue, like, 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 uh, something that's going to be acquiring a new client or a new, new customer within to your business. And so, um, and partly on that guys is that I want to, I, our, our mindset here, the framework that we just needed to understand, it's like, it's, this isn't that hard. Okay. It, It really isn't. And at the end of the day, what you have to do is you just have to put yourself in a position to receive. Right. And, and from a, from a kingdom concept in, in, where I think a lot of Christians have just become uh, complacent in this is that even from a, that, you know, they, they, they go to work, they, they've got their job. Uh, they expect nothing more. They, they tithe. Maybe they even sow above and beyond they're doing kingdom principle activities, but they're not putting themselves in a position to, to receive the harvest. Yeah. And I, this is a, a, 
big thing, guys, because this is where I, uh, my heart and, and I know yours is as well, Scott, with the King's Council. It's like, guys, we have every advantage on the planet by operating with this authority. If we're putting ourselves in a position where by operating kingdom principles, uh, tithing and sowing uh, above and beyond, we reap what we sow, right? We reap where we sow and we reap more than we sow. That's a principle. It works every single time. However, if you aren't in a position to receive harvest, you can't sow. You can't. You can't reap. Right? It's just not possible. And so, putting ourselves in a position. So, simply going from we're not. What we're not saying here is that you got to quit your job and just go start a business. Not at all. Maybe start something on the side. Start to make some incremental steps. Because this is a there's a learning curve here. Make some steps to put yourself in a position to receive, uh, and and doing the little mechanical things is. I don't, we don't want you to get bogged down with that, but we will we will help you with that process. But ultimately, and why I, I say this so much is because I think many Christians are just sitting back, waiting on God. Right? They're they're praying their faces off. They're even begging God. Because they, they need a financial miracle. First off, ask yourself this. Do you need a financial miracle because um, your, your faith is so so strong? Is that why you're, why you're asking God? Or is it because your stewardship is so poor? Right? It, it, this is a gut check for, for some of us as well. It's like we, gotta, we have to understand how to take responsibility for the mistakes we've made. And then, but from there, it's like, what do we, what do we do now? Like, let's then put ourselves in a position to, to receive, to actually build something. And it's as simple as coming up with an idea or a concept. And then let's figure out how to get somebody to exchange dollars for the value that you provide. It, it is that simple guys. But if you're sitting there thinking just, you're going to win the Powerball, thinking that someone's just going to, a check's just going to show up in your, your mailbox. And that's how God works. I'm telling you that ain't how God works. You got to do now he can do everything, but I do know that he cannot lie. Okay. And, and, and I do know that he's, he's given us the ability in, in these principles to actually do for us. He's, he's already given us and, and we have every advantage at our freaking doorstep. The the problem is, is we're not utilizing them. We're not taking the responsibility for ourselves. We've accepted what culture has take, told us to do. And, and we just think like that must, must be how it is. But I mean, just think about it. What 2023, basically right now, right? When this thing airs to 1923, life was completely different. 1823, life was completely different. 17, like, your worldview is based upon all you've known for the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, right? The biblical worldview is everything. God is alpha and omega. He knows what has happened. He knows what's going to happen. He's given it to you. The keys to the kingdom he's given to you. It's simply up to you to, to take them, put them in the freaking door and, and open the door and then step into this thing. But if you're not, if you're just sitting back being a victim, Okay, if you're seen back like, well, I'm just waiting on God, waiting on my miracle. Yeah. I'd like to slap people in the face that, that tell me that. Like, the miracle's there. You got to go get them. That's true. And if you think about it, go back to the parable of the talents, right? You right now are saying, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to my job. I'm providing for my family. Then really what you've done is you've buried your gift. You mm. buried Because whatever gift God gave you, it was not on the assembly line at that factory to leave your family every day multiple hours, right? 
So whatever your gift, whatever your talent, whatever that was, you have buried it and you pray and hope he gets it back. He's going to say, you evil, wicked, like something like, why did you do that? I gave yeah. you plenty of opportunity. But I want you to think about this. Let's let's break this down because I know this will catch somebody with, that's an employee who really wants to. This, the root word of entrepreneur, right? Is yeah. entrepreneur. Right? Like it's yep. to serve. Like, like ser- selling is serving. Like you have the ability to serve people right now. You have that. You, that doesn't even require a talent. You have the ability to serve. To uh, entrepreneur is to undertake. Sale is to serve. Yep. I have the ability to start something and serve people. Literally, you could go make food for people in your neighborhood. That can become a business very soon. You can just say, what I'm going to do is I'm going to find all the people over 70 in my neighborhood. And I'm going to mow their lawns two times for free and then ask them if they'll pay me. That's a business right there because you chose to undertake serving somebody else. So it doesn't have to be this big, confusing, convoluted, businessy business. Forget Wall Street. Forget big box retail. Forget all that. Just start serving people. Yeah. What if you said, I'm willing to undertake, I'm willing to serve people, whatever the talent I've been given, I'm going to take that and I'm going to apply it. Once you apply it, you will soon, very fast, this happens very fast, find out God's got more for you and you're going to get it real quick. Mm-hmm. And people will be happy that you served them the way you did. I don't get literally wash cars. I don't care anything to serve someone else in a need. And you will see really, really quickly, God will either pivot you from that or accelerate that or add more to you because you took your talent and you applied it. Bring it to the people and serve somebody else. So again, take take entrepreneur undertake and the sales sale, right? Yep. The Norwegian root is selje, C-L-J-E. Which yeah, means to serve, yep. To serve, right? So yep. think about, here's how you start a business. Take it upon yourself to serve somebody else. What you do, I kind of don't even care. Go yeah. Oh, whatever. Right? And, there, and there, there's so much more mindset things that, that you'll, you'll come up against, and you, but they come in time, right? So the point is like, just get started. Just get started on this thing. And, and with that, I mean, we're, we're going to do some follow-up episodes on this, Scott, if that's cool. Um, but for, for the sake of, of time on this, um, we've put together, uh, I mean, this has been a request uh, for the past few months. Uh, and we've, we've compiled and put together a course. We call it uh, Burn, your t- Burn Your W-2, uh, How to Go from Employed to Deployed. And uh, we've put together this course uh, for for new members and within the King's Council to, to go through. And within this thing, we have a lot of frameworks and, and tools to, to understand, like, what is it that you're good at? Right. What are your strengths? And, and you know, what do other people even think that you're good at? Some some practical things that you can do right away to it might. And some of them are just fun just to get an idea or an understanding. Um, some of you might already know, like, I want to do internet marketing. I want to do uh, a lemonade stand, right? I want to do a body scrub, like amazing. Cool. Also, so this, this course we put together will help you identify what to do, but then also what are the steps? Some of those practical kind of boring, monotonous things that need to be done, but with every business, they need to be done, but they're not that hard. We've got the, the, the resources, we've got the links, where to go, uh, the link that, that Scott and I, where we go incorporate all of our businesses. We do it right online, guys, believe it or not, you can do it online. And we do them uh, in, in a specific state 
that, that we tend to, to actually incorporate in, even though Scott and I live in different states, we choose one specifically. Um, there's, there's tax incentives. There's lots of things that, that, that you could consider on this, but the point is it can all be changed at some point. And your first business today is not going to be your last business. I can almost guarantee you that if you would embark on this journey of entrepreneurship um, and, and then, you know, ultimately how do we develop that need uh, into a want and then how do we put ourselves in a position to receive, receive that blessing? If you, if, if you don't, if you're working a, a job and you, and you don't have any other ability to receive financially, you got, you got to start there. That's step number one. And so I, I would just, I, I want to end this with that, Scott, before I, I throw back to you, if maybe any parting thoughts, but text the word deploy, D-E-P-L-O-Y and deploy to 727 Four seven two three eight six zero, and what we'll do is uh, we'll send you uh, how to get access to that course of burn your W two. We're launching this thing here, first part uh, here of in twenty twenty three. It's super excited for that, and so much more within the the King's Council community, um, the Upper Room Mastermind, uh, which is incredible. For uh, you know, we have some brand new business owners in there, and then we have some multi-million dollar business owners that have been doing this for decades in there. And it's just an incredible group that if, you know, if that is uh, ever of interest to any of you, we, we do monthly calls. We do uh, uh, get togethers in person throughout the year, masterminds, training strategy, marketing and sales strategy sessions, a lot of amazing stuff in the vault, Scott, within King's council university, we've, we've also put number of courses on sales and marketing and, um, financial resources, things along those lines, but also the vault, which is hundreds and hundreds of documents that, that we've compiled here over the last, uh, decade or so working together on, on access to, um, operation, uh, you know, operating agreements, spreadsheets, how to, how to do cash flow analysis is marketing uh, plans, business plans, all sorts of things that we put together in our own businesses. And we've just made those as even editable, uh, for you to be able to use in your own business as well. So, um, kind of a sales pitch there, but really it is, I mean, it's, it, it's tremendous value for you guys, uh, for those that, that want to get access to something like that. But again, if you're starting, starting from scratch and you're like, I don't really know what to do, or maybe I've been at this for a little bit, whether you're in a service-based business, a product-based business, or you don't even know what business, text the word 727-472-3860. Uh, text the word deploy, because we're going to take you from employed to deploy, and we'll make sure that you get... Um, uh, access to how to get that actual course in your own hands. Yeah, what do you think, sure. Scott? Can we wind it down, man? Yeah, for sure. And, and that's a great place to start for a couple of reasons. Just because, think about, I want you to really, really consume this. It is our heart. It is what we want. We want to see more people in business for themselves. But the reality is you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. Yeah. We did a lot of things for our companies, but we did not do it all. We surely considered and could consistently used outside advisors we had we were in mastermind groups we went and had people teach us their concepts we were like again you can borrow stuff you can copy like all these forms use don't write your own they're already written lawyers have already looked through them they're, you don't have to do all the things that are in your head that seem daunting they're already done you can get them you can get them from us you can get them from somewhere else but we have a whole vault for you ready to go get the basic steps down get moving and again you're not in business by yourself it's for yourself and probably for your family and your legacy and what you want to build and that's great we want to support you any way we can in that 
but also those monthly groups and things like that. We can also go one-on-one and help walk you through some of the beginning stuff. And then once you've got it, you take it and it's great. So we want to see people flourish for their families, their legacy and build a kingdom. That's what we're here to do. It's what we're supposed to be doing. So who better to have the provision, which all of this is God's anyway. So it's just, we're just managing. We're just stewarding it in. So you might as well get as much as we can so you can steward it well, as you know, the right way to do it. And that's what we're here to help however we can. So let's get to that process. Yes. Right on. And we'll do some follow-up episodes. We'll be more intentional with that throughout this year. Um, And I would love to get some feedback from you guys, actually, uh, your listeners. If there's any specific topics that um, you guys would like us to cover, uh, I've got, uh, I've been compiling here at at the end of 2022, uh, planning out all of 2023. I've got a number of topics that I think will be cool, but I want to provide, here's the deal. I know what's needed, but I also want to give you what's wanted um, and maybe we can, we can mesh those two together. So uh, give me some feedback, uh, text directly again, 727-472-3860. Text me. I read every one of these texts FYI for you guys. They're coming directly to me. It's you're not, it's not going to anybody else. They're coming directly to me. Uh, and let me know if there's any topics or uh, any things you want us to cover. Uh I mean, I don't claim to know everything by all means. Uh, I'm, I'm learning just as, as you guys are. Uh, but I do know that uh, every time that, that I've looked towards somebody else, especially if I'm starting up or I'm, I'm, I'm maybe new to even uh, this thing called Christianity, like what the heck does that even mean? Uh, and how does that relate to business? Um, that's what, that's our bread and butter. And, and again, uh, if I don't know the answer, I'll go get a guest and bring them on the show that can provide us the answer. So if you guys want us to target any guest uh, or any specific topics, let us know again, text me. And um, as always, uh, we do these every single week. Uh, to keep, stay tuned into this and uh, we'll keep coming at you here for 2023. Love you guys. Hey guys, if you're digging our content and want more, then join our community at joinkingscouncil.com or simply text the word KING to 727-472-3860.